Back in action for another episode. Top of the hill, Daniel from DPM with you for episode 99 today. And um, at the end of October, 31st of October to be exact, marks 17 years since I kicked DPM off. And it's pretty cool to still be standing here after all this time, as uh, Elton John once saying. But seriously, it is pretty, I do find it, um, the time has gone fast as the old cliche goes, but you know, the average trainer lasts for 18 months to two years or something along those lines, but it's pretty small to be honest, because most of them realize it's too hard. Then they go and get a real job. So to be here for 17 years is credit to all the DPMers who've stuck around for, um, a lot of them have been around for nearly that long. So, and you know, people like yourselves listening in and coming to DPM is the reason why I do this. Uh, and so what I thought I'd do today, um, the last two years, I've created um, some lessons, basically, something that I've learned that year. Um, in the first time I did it, back two years ago, I did 15 lessons that I've learned in 15 years, and that's a podcast episode way back in the early uh, in the early days of this little series, and um, there was another update last year as well. But what I thought I'd do today is give a quick recap of each of these 17 lessons that I've learned in 17 years of running DPM. Now... Let's quick little um, blurb on each one, then we'll move on. So number one, the old saying rings true. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. I like to think that's one of the main reasons why I'm still around uh, because the DPMers know that I actually care and about them. And number two, I don't know as much as I thought I knew back in the day. You know what it's like. I was like 20s when I started. I think I was 27 or something when I started DPM. And... Um, at that age, you think you know more than what you actually do, and who would have thought that I actually, you know, it's a, a look back now at some of the mistakes you make and shake your head, but it is what it is. You live and learn. Number three, fake it till you make it is a crock of shit. People will see through your rubbish and choose to spend their time and money elsewhere. There's a lot of uh, you know schools of thought for so-called experts that will tell you to fake it till you make it, but yeah, definitely don't agree with that line of thinking. Number four, not everyone's going to be a good fit for DPM. Or me for them, and that's okay. For some reason, some people are just not going to gel. Um, and this is what it is. It could be a stage that each of us are in in our lives at that particular time. But um, it's, it was an important lesson for me to learn back in the day. Number five, getting up at 4.20 a.m. like I do most days of the week and even working on Saturday mornings isn't that bad when you actually enjoy the people that you get to spend time with at that time of the morning. And that's why I, you know, I've always had a rule for DPM would only um, work with people who I'd either have a drink or a coffee with, depending on what time of day it is, of course. But um, obviously, it's a lot easier when it's not. I don't have to drag myself there each day. Number six, seeing people progress and being able to do things that they couldn't do maybe ever before or in a long time is still pretty cool even after all these years. Number seven, the smartest thing I did at the start was find people who knew more than me and follow what they did, especially when it came to running a business. Number eight, there's going to be plenty of people who aren't as genuine as they might appear. Be careful with who you trust and who you spend your money with. I've definitely been caught out in the past with some people. And some things that promise the world and don't deliver. Um, 
Number nine, there's no big, bright, shiny object that's going to save you or take your business or your health for that matter, your fitness, to the next level uh, magically. You actually have to do the work with the information that you already have. Um, of course, accountability always helps, but it could have saved me thousands of dollars back in the early days especially. Number 10, on that note, a decent mentor is never a bad idea, like I said, for the accountability. Just don't go chasing anything and everyone. Um, find someone who aligns with you. Same for a decent trainer. I like to think that the people who do train with DPM, it's because we have a good relationship and um, they can learn something from coming here. Number 11, make things simple and easy for people to follow and understand. Sure, something else might work better in theory, but it's worthless if it's too hard for people to realistically stick to over a decent amount of time. Whether it's exercise plans or food plans or whatever, that lesson will always ring true. Don't make things harder than they have to be. All right, moving on to number 12. Short-term fixes work to a degree, but long-term change needs a sustainable commitment and plan. A tune-up every now and then, of course, is never a bad thing. Being accountable and having something to work towards to help press the reset button is good for you physically and mentally. But whether it's business, whether it's fitness, whether it's health, weight loss, whatever, you need a plan to be sustainable long-term for it to work long-term. But yeah, a short-term fix every now and then, like we said, can have its place. Number 13, after wasting a stupid amount of money on advertising that didn't work, the best piece of advice that I implemented um, a few years ago now was giving someone a reason or a reward for choosing to be part of DPM. That's why I like shouting them a $200 free dinner gift voucher, one for encouraging their friends to join, but also for DPMers um, once they've reached their six month. I figure if someone has stuck around for six months and committed to a training exercise uh, commitment, and lifestyle, um, some is particularly a new lifestyle for some people, then I'm happy to reward that. And I'd rather them go and enjoy a nice meal out with their partner or a friend. And um, also too, um, for someone that introduces that uh, that person, if it comes via referral, they also give one as well, a separate voucher. Because I like to think I get a better quality of new clients. Someone's already familiar with what I do. It doesn't come in off the bat. Um especially if they've been burned by bad training experience in the past, which has happened to plenty of people. But it's something I wish I had done years before, but you don't know what you don't know. Number 14, I'm sorry to anyone who had kids before I did, who I naively tried to convince to make time for whatever it was, whether it's extra exercise, planning, sleep, etc. I didn't know what I was talking about, surprise, surprise, because it can be hard, as you know, especially if your kids are little, you do know it can be hard. Um, and I understand that now and before I just thought, oh, it's just easy. You just got to make time. It doesn't work like that. Number 15, the best thing that I did since the girls were born was to decide to make my business work around my family time and not at the expense of my family time. Now, sure, I've left plenty of money on the table over the years, but at least my kids actually want to play with their dad at this age because I realize there's only a short life's time that I've, or a short span of their time, that their life that I have with them when they're still interested and I'm not just an ATM tool. And it's not all about the money. I can always earn more money later. Um, so long, obviously, you've got to pay the bills. But I definitely didn't want to be one of those weekend dads. And that's no judgment to anyone that is. But um, 
I wanted to um, prioritize family time. There's plenty of things that I've learned over the years. Um, number 16 was last year's lesson that to survive, you have to evolve and adapt to whatever's thrown at you. Now, last year, that was pretty obvious, especially after four months of lockdown and having to revert to 100% Zoom sessions. But if you had told me a couple of years ago that I'll be doing sessions uh, on Zoom, either 100% or whether half and half, half in person and still have some people tuning in from interstate or uh, overseas or whatever on Zoom, like I have done when clients been away or whatever, then like I would have laughed. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was possible. So you got to be open to thinking outside of the book, um, outside of the box, and you have to adapt. And finally, this year's lesson number seventeen, the takeaway that I learned this year was: don't be afraid of trying something different if you're looking for a different result. Over the last few months, I've been using a different way of getting some leads for um, new people looking to come to DPM rather than just relying on referrals or you know wasting money on Facebook ads that don't work or whatever. And I've tried something similar in the past and didn't really work, but this one has worked for me and doesn't always work most of the time. I get no reply in or, or you get ghosted. And, but a couple of times, there has been a really good fit. And that is what I'm looking for, that couple of times, that one or two times. Um, when you are going to get a good fit with someone and it has worked out well. You don't always, you're never going to bat 100%. You're never going to shoot 100%. No matter what sporting analogy you um, you want to use, it doesn't always work. But the one that you do, you don't have to be have a high success rate for it to be successful. You can still win overall. They've been my take-home lessons. I hope you found something out of that. It's a longer episode with Daniel at dmmpersonaltraining.com.au. Let me know what you think. Until next time, over and out. Cheers. Thank you.